You are almost there. It is almost the weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. No, uh, we're almost there, PJ. Only a few hours left. One more hour. And we we out of here. Kinda. A little yeah. Saturday, Sunday. True. A little little I, I guess you gotta work on Saturday. You gotta do the Pac Nine Boys show. Does that really work when you get to hang out with Rich Styles? Man. But- Woo! That that's that's you're right. That's what I think every Saturday when I wake up in the morning and but man, does it really work to get to hang with the homie? Rich Styles and whoever he, all the it's, great guests he it's, has it's on. It's Rich Homie Styles. And then of course, okay, well, he's the homie. So whatever. And then and then Sunday you get to come back, talk NASCAR. PJ, like, PJ, I love you. With Brandon Bain, is that is that really work? I love you. I care about you a lot. And I respect the hell out of you. Okay, calm down with that. I don't know if homie is a part of your vernacular. I say it all the time. I'm um, like I don't know if it should be. I say a lot of things ironically. Like, I say a lot of things because I shouldn't say them. And I know that. Yeah, I don't think you should. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way. But, like, in, a in like, a dorky, funny way. Like, it's kind of my thing. Like, like I, I very, know, like... Like McLovin vibes when you say homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it should be. That's, that's kind of what... That's, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm aiming yeah. for. And he does, like, the hand thing yeah. as he walks in. Yeah, that's what... That's kind of my goal. That's my kind of humor. Because I know, like, I, in a real conversation with someone, I'm never going to use the word homie because, again, like that. just used it on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm saying it as an example. Okay. So, like, I, I'm, I'm never going to. But as, a, like, a funny way, yes, absolutely. Yeah, we already have folks writing in saying stunned. As they should. Our good friend Travis, right, Travis Shadon writing in, stunned. Yeah. Now, is he is he saying that because I said homie, or is he saying that because he's you watching said it the again? And it just it, it sends shivers up my back Good. every time you say it. So we're gonna move on. I can I can see you chuckling on the inside. No cringing, too. like no, mostly. I can tell. Christian, what's my favorite TV show? Uh, the new Halo series. Get stop it! <laughs> don't, don't you ever. The Office. Don't me, get me started on that. First of all, but yeah, second of all, yes. Okay. So. What kind of humor is it? I, I'll, that be, was a I'll big, be honest with you. Like, I'll be honest with you. I cannot watch The Office. I know we've had this I conversation know, yeah. before because cringe humor does not do it for me. Yeah. And so, and I understand there's a whole lot of emotional stuff that goes on in that, and everybody will like say, you have oh, of course, of to course. watch The Office. I'll just rewatch The Wire. Uh, and that's fine. That being it, said, we so got I, PJ, we got to talk about sports. I understand that about you because you're my homie. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> All right. That being said, uh, we have the NFL schedule release, which I love how every announcement has turned into a three-hour <laughs> release show. Yes. Uh, NFL schedule announcement dropped yesterday. So we have the Atlanta Falcons schedule for 2022, PJ. And I'm just going to say this is already set up to be, in my opinion, the worst Falcon season <laughs> pre-Matt Ryan. It's now to rebuild, Christian. Like, I don't know if it's Joey Harrington bad or Chris Redman bad or Byron Leftwich bad. But it ain't going to be good. No. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Go through Did it. John Parker Wilson make an appearance in there, too? We had some rough I'm times with quarterbacks. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that being said, it's going to be bad. And for this reason, number one, it's an amazingly hard schedule. Mm-hmm. Amazingly hard schedule. Number two... I think Falcons fans are going to be stuck between pulling for their team 
and pulling for their team to lose for their team's future. Right. Because Arthur Smith seems like the kind of coach that's going to get the most out of a roster, and this is not a good roster. Maybe second or third worst roster in the NFL, and that's being generous. Collectively, yeah. yeah. Even even after, I think, yeah. a really solid draft. That Yeah, that's, so, yeah. Being, that's being generous. And so when I say get the most out of, that means I think he's a better coach than a lot of other coaches in the NFL. So even if he has the third worst roster, he can maybe have the fifth or sixth worst record, which puts you with the fifth or sixth overall draft pick, yeah. which kind of eliminates you if you were thinking about a quarterback from Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Well, Levis. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, stop it. But it does put you in range, though, if you want to trade up, I guess. I guess, but I don't know if anybody who wants a quarterback is going to trade out of that. True. Yep. And you're going to have to leverage everything. So I think a lot of Falcons fans are dreaming and were probably happy when they saw the schedule saying, oh, sick, that's like two or three wins. Right. But I think Arthur Smith is good enough, and I think Marcus Mariota is good enough to steal a couple wins. And I think the offensive line is better than a lot of people think. So I think this team is going to win some. That's why I say it's going to be the worst Falcons season pre-Matt Ryan. Because I think even in his later years with the Falcons, with Matt Ryan, you had a semblance of hope. Yeah, at the yeah. beginning of the season, like last year, you had Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, and you're like, we asked Grady on the other side, we still got Dion. Like, we can make a run at this. I don't, listen, I know Tom Brady's in Tampa, we can still make a run on this. Now you're just like, how bad's it gonna be? And I just hate the fact that we have reached the point where it's tanking for a quarterback. Because even when the Falcons got Matt Ryan, yeah. it was just it wasn't by choice. Right. It was everything sort of collapsed once Michael Vick went to jail. Mm-hmm. Right. And you were sitting there and. Even when they drafted Matt Ryan, a good majority of the fan base, I think Kevin was one of them, wanted Glenn Dorsey instead of Matt Ryan. Can you give me? Yep, yep. Kevin raising the roof for Glenn Dorsey. Uh, so, like, not everybody was thinking tank for a quarterback. Dorsey there. was a monster though, too. But I and know what you college. Mean. Yeah, college. That, yeah, of that would have yeah, been a devastating. That would have been a devastating yeah. bust. Would have been uh, in the NFL watching Matt Ryan go blow it up for somebody else. But for sure. That being said, it's going to be an interesting year to be a Falcons fan, and I think a hard one. Now, if you're stuck yeah. and you're like, what should I do? I'm going to give you the easiest option and, the, and I think the purest option. If you're an actual Falcons fan, you root for your team in every game. Yep. Because when you look at the good teams inside the NFL, the ones that are always good, they're never tanking. Look at the teams that consistently tank. The Jets. They suck. <laughs> yep. They're a terrible franchise. Mm-hmm. Right? And what were their best years when they didn't tank and they got Mark Sanchez, who was an okay quarterback, but they had a nasty defense, good running game, and they went to what, back-to-back AFC championship games? Right. Or I don't know, take a quick trip down the road to Jacksonville, who just had back-to-back number one overall picks. Yep. You get you get one year yeah. where you come out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden you're right back to irrelevancy. Correct, where you, you took advantage of a historically great defense. Yeah. And maybe had a blown call go against you, or we know the NFL is always going to skew towards Tom Brady on those calls. So it's just the, but like that's what I'm saying is you can jump up every year and then collapse for three or four and then hope you can jump back up. If that's the way you want to do it, fine. If I'm a fan of a team, I'd rather be the Ravens. Yep. I'd rather be there every year. I'd rather be the Steelers. Yep. I'd rather be there every year. Hell, I'll say the Chargers. I'll put them in that conversation. True. Like, like, when was the last time the Chargers, and I could just be completely wrong on this, but this is just from. Like how I view them. When was the last time the Chargers had like a four win season? Yeah, I I, I don't I can't imagine. Right? It. I I I mean, unless we're just forgetting one from like three or four years ago, but 
I feel like they, they were right there with Philip Rivers. They moved yeah. on from Philip Rivers, and then Justin Herbert came along, and they, they kept winning games. They were right on the outside looking in. But I think, like, this is the big thing in, yeah. in that is you have at least a, a foundation when you're a team like that, right? You have a, a little bit of a foundation, and when you have that year of opportunity or a couple years of opportunity where you grow and, and possibly get in, yeah. you know, Go deep in the playoffs. Get into a Super Bowl. Win a dang Super Bowl if, if, like, you can, of course. You're not normally going to be able to do that. There's, like, a, a window, like a scale, right? A lot of teams don't go from two wins all of a sudden to winning the Super Bowl. That, that's not how this works. Unless right? you're the Bengals. They didn't win a Super Bowl. Well, they were there. They got in. But, I mean, that's, that's like, the ceiling, right? I mean, and that's, that's an outlier. You talk, again, the Jaguars... Like, hit, hit it hard that one year, uh, take advantage of a really great defense, and then, again, just like that, they're back into obscurity, and they didn't even make the Super Bowl. You talked about the Jets. They didn't even make the Super Bowl. They got the two AFC yeah, championship I'll say, games. I'll say this about the Bengals. Couldn't get over the hill because all they had was the defense. I'll say this about the Bengals. They were pretty consistently good until the end of the Andy, long time, for the yeah. end, until the end of the Andy Dalton era. Like, they weren't really winning playoff games, but they were making it in one of the hardest divisions uh, in football yep. against Super Bowl champion Baltimore Ravens, a couple-time Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers. They were nine, ten-win teams a lot of years, and then kind of tailed off at the end of the Andy Dalton right. era. Can you really call it an Andy Dalton I mean, era? he was pretty solid yeah, there for he was, a while. He, was, he like, was good, but then you, I think you got like the football gods blessed you where you had your one terrible season yeah, and you fell into Joe Burrow. <clears throat> right. Because even bef- that's before a, that season really started, nobody knew Joe Burrow's going to yeah. be that good. And that's a really good point about the Bengals, too. I mean, the Bengals were one of those teams for the longest times that they, they just were one of those AFC teams like the Chargers yeah. that were really, really good. And maybe maybe even in the NFC, they would have made it to the Super Bowl. But for 15 years, they had to play against Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and, and the Steelers collectively. Yeah. And obviously, the first two are, are way bigger than the Steelers, but the Steelers still... Have it's two just Super Bowls during it's that just time, my so. opinion, and it's, it's an opinion, right? It's my opinion that winning mindsets lead to winning. Agreed. And losing mindsets lead to being the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So, like, if that's what you want as your franchise, fine. Like, I mean, I guess the Falcons are trying to do that anyway, playing a lot of London games. <laughs> They're playing anywhere they can but Jacksonville. But, I mean, I'll say this. Yeah. Jacksonville's roster is much better than Atlanta's would not be Agreed. surprised would not be surprised if this year the Falcons have more wins. Yeah. Like Sad I tell you true. I tell you the Falcons go 5 and 12 and Jacksonville went 4 and 13 are you surprised? Not at all. And the not Falcons played a much tougher division. Right. Right? You know why? Because losing breeds losing. And when you have a losing organization and I I think I I think it's systemic. I think it like kind of invades everything. I think when you have uh, from like the top down, right? You have a head coach and a GM that were tanking for something that bleeds down into the players, into the training staff, into the photographers, into the social media, into the staffers, into the cooks, like into everything. That kind of bleeds down, yeah. right? Whereas you have something like the Patriots where it's just an institution mm-hmm. and winning is understood or you have the Steelers or you have the Ravens. Like it's just those franchises win and they win at every level. Right. Like the Ravens just got done with a year that not a lot of people will remember, right? Coming to a draft with not a ton of capital. What do they do? 
go out and have the best draft by everyone's metric. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because they just win. Yep. That's what they do. And it just keeps you and it gives you that opportunity consistently to have your fans engaged at the end of the year versus what the Falcons are going to have to go through this year, which is half the fan base pulling for the team and half the fan base rooting against the team because they want them to get a higher draft pick and potentially get a Bryce Young. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's a especially really the, crappy way to live. Yeah, the the bleeding down. I mean, think about the, you, a team you mentioned in there. Think about the Patriots, right? Everyone talks about like the Bill Belichick way, the the Patriot way of, right. of how you're going to do things and how things are on what's expected of you uh, as as a football player. And that doesn't mean that when the Patriot when players from the Patriots leave the Patriots, they're automatically going to start losing because they're they're not on the Patriots anymore, right? Of course, Tom Brady went won a Super Bowl with the Bucks, and then again, he's Tom Brady. But we have heard in the past of guys going in, playing for the Patriots for a couple of years, ending up leaving, saying they didn't like the culture, didn't like the Patriot way, blah, blah, blah. And I've seen a lot of those guys move on, go to losing organizations, and keep losing. Yeah. So, like, again, like you said, it is a culture. It is a kind of bleed-down effect, absolutely. And you need an organization from the top down that is going to expect nothing but the best. Brother, the Patriots went the to the playoffs with Mac Jones. That tells you all you need to know. Oh, no, I, I, mean, love, like, I love me some yeah. Mac Jones in college. It's not in the rookie Mac Jones, too. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he could he could grow into a really for, good quarterback. And, and but real quick, we'll come back. We'll talk about the Falcons Mac schedule too. and actually take a look at it. But yeah, uh, for everyone saying you got to be inside the top five and have a lose, and just be a losing team to get that quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, 10th overall pick. Yep. About talent evaluation. That's what's scary too. Yeah. Is is when, once you started talking about this, I was like, it all depends on how those first couple games go, and what's what's going to be really frustrating is like you said, all the all the like diehard Falcons fans. I feel like are are going to be no. I want to win every single game that we can, but three four games in, if you start off zero and three, one and four, whatever, guarantee you it's going to start. All right, let's tank. Let's see how many we can lose. Blah blah blah. And again, like I'm, I'm right there with you. That is not something you want to see from your franchise. So let's come back. We'll take a quick look at the Falcons' schedule, an interesting one uh, that I think includes a ton of really cool teams and I think a really great uh, home schedule for Falcons fans. So even if uh, the team's not doing hot, you'll still get to see some cool teams coming into Mercedes-Benz. So we'll take a break. We'll come back, break that down, and then some college football news to get into a little bit later as well. This is Second Down ESPN Radio. We're presented to you by the Uniform Source. Two different locations in Savannah to take care of all of your uniform needs. Also, have our ESPN Diabetes 5K coming up next weekend, May 21st at the Landings Club there in Savannah. Head to ESPNCoastal.com to find out how you can register to be a part of the race. we got more coming here on ESPN Radio after this. Second down on ESPN Radio, Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko taking you through the Falcons 2022 football schedule. I guess it's automatically a football schedule. You don't know which Falcons we're talking about. Yeah, you have no idea. It could be any Falcons. Uh, PJ, the over-under set by Las Vegas for the Atlanta Falcons is five and a half. Usually Vegas is right on the money. I think that's super generous when I look at this Atlanta schedule. So let's dive through it uh, real quick. Starting off with the New Orleans Saints, understand the quarterback situation. They're kind of going through the same thing where Drew Brees no longer with the New Orleans Saints. 
But when you look at every other position group on that roster, it's a whole lot better than what Atlanta has. So you start with a home matchup against the New Orleans Saints. You know what? No Sean Payton, no Drew Brees. I really don't have a barometer outside of the rosters on this one. I'll put that one as a toss-up. After that... I'm I'm sorry. This is a side comment. Yeah. I, I don't want to get you too off base here. Do they still have any idea what they're doing at quarterback? Like what what are they doing, brother? <laughs> I don't I don't think they re-signed Jameis Winston. We're gonna right? send like, you on an assignment. Yeah, I gotta just figure to it out. Go go to New Orleans <laughs> and figure it out. I don't I don't know. I just wanted to make sure I just didn't is Alvin miss, Kamara still there? I just didn't insanely miss is that, something. Is Alvin Kamara still there? Is Cam Jordan still there? Is Michael Thomas still there? Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. they're better than the Falcons. This is a, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. I just honestly didn't know. Like, did they ever address their quarterback situation? Or are they just out there practicing like, hey, who are we going to have a quarterback? Don't worry about it. Let's take a quick gander. I think they so got Jameis. Did they draft someone? I think they might have drafted someone like Yeah, Jameis, Andy Dalton, and Ian Book. Ian Book. Wow. I, I don't know if Jameis was still on the was, roster. That was pre-draft, so who knows. Oh, okay. I thought they signed him for like a one and done. So that's that's my bad. But I forgot that they brought in the Red Rifle. Yeah, they re-signed him on March 22nd to a two-year deal. Gotcha. Well. Either way, it ain't, it ain't looking great. My apologies for forgetting that. That being said. 50-50, uh, I'll, I'll call that one a toss-up. Home opener, that didn't go well last year against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. So, true. start the season in Mercedes-Benz against the Saints. Call it a toss-up. After that, it gets rough. Uh, you hit the road to take on the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. And then you keep that Western swing against a team that I think you're pretty on par with. But, again, you're going to be on the West Coast for two straight weeks. Head up to Seattle for week three. I guess the Seahawks take on Drew Locke and them boys. Yeah. Still, though, I mean, that's a tough Is that Drew trip. Locke to Tyler Lockett? Locke to Lockett? Come on. Is man. that as good as Kenny Pickett to George Pickens? You never know, though. In Pittsburgh? No. I, Pickett to Pickens in Pittsburgh! That's 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 pretty amazing. At the same time, you you, you never know. Geno Smith might beat him out. I mean, I, I would... Geno uh, Smith. I would assume so. Geno Smith out here doing it. Uh, after that, you... the. We were just talking about this in the break. Uh, One of the quarterbacks, the Falcons reportedly were targeting in the offseason. You get to see him week four in Mercedes-Benz homecoming uh, for Deshaun Watson. And I'll say this. That's a big maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because we still don't know if the NFL is going to suspend him. Right. And if they do for how long. And everyone's like, well, I I thought he got cleared criminally. Yeah, but there's a bunch of civil suits and the NFL still reserves the right to suspend you. Yeah. So may not see Deshaun Watson, but either way, I mean, Nick Chubb against that Falcons defense is going to be horrifying. Yes. Like, hot knife through butter. Most likely. Kind of a situation there. So, you got that. And then, oh, hello, we thought you were retired at Tampa Bay, week five. <laughs> Tom Brady. Things were looking pretty okay there yeah. for a couple weeks, and then then he comes back. After that, uh, you have a home game against the 49ers, which don't know what the 49ers will be. You never do. don't know if Debo's going to be back. You never do anymore. But they have George Kittle. They do have George. They Kittle. have that they, defensive line. They have a really solid defense. Yeah, and they're a whole lot better than the. It's Falcons. getting to the point where like that's the only thing I really think about with 
San Francisco, like when, when they defense? bring him up, is their defense because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen offensively. Anymore. It's been that way for a while, though. Even when they had Kaepernick and they were going to Super Bowls, it was that defense that was filthy. Cap was pretty nasty for a couple of years. Cap was nasty. And then they de- changed like the offense. Like when Seattle and 49ers were going back and forth in their heyday, though it was defense v. defense. Oh, for, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. filthy. <laughs> uh, after that, you yeah. head up to Cincinnati, so you get both sides of the Super Bowl uh, within the first seven weeks of the season. Take on Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, uh, and the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Jesus. Following that, week eight, come home, take on the Carolina Panthers, which I will say, Sam Darnold does not instill fear. Is it in Sam me. Darnold? So I, I mean, think, that... I think you could count on a win yep. somewhere against the Panthers. You actually play the Panthers uh, twice in three weeks. So you go week eight against the Carolina. Week nine, you welcome in Los Angeles, who on one side you have Justin Herbert. On the other side, you have Khalil Mack. You got to say the Chargers, man. That's what I said. You said Los Angeles. Oh, uh, my, I didn't, my, I didn't, my I was like, you're playing the Rams twice? They're not playing the Rams twice. You're taking Still, on the, the Chargers. You got to play the Chargers and the Rams. Go Chargers, go. Good uh, as I mentioned before, then Carolina. Then you welcome in uh, the Chicago Bears. Homecoming there for Justin Fields. Uh, I think the last time he was in Mercedes would have been the fake punt against Alabama. Probably. Oh, <laughs> Did... Did they play there at all with Ohio State, though? In one I of the don't think games? in any of the bowl games they played yeah. there. Uh, so then you have, after that, I think one of the guaranteed wins. And I, you know what? I'll take that back. I think this team has a much better roster, and I like the coaching staff more. Uh, the Washington Commanders. Right, yeah. Ron Rivera. And Ron they have Rivera. about three Ohio State wide receivers up there. And hold on. And Jahan Dotson. <laughs> Calm down. All right. You said well, three. They, I know they have two. They put out, don't you dare make Jahan Dotson an Ohio State <laughs> well, wide receiver. Well, they put on the graphic. They were like, <laughs> Big Ten to the big leagues yeah, are wide it. receivers. And uh, All right. I don't know if that instills fear in me, but there you go. Uh, following the Washington Commanders, who have a really good defensive line. I like their strategy yes. when it comes to drafting defensive Same. linemen. Yes. Alabama. <laughs> Just That's the only thing we need to look at. The latest. They like they have Sean Robinson up there. Uh, they had a couple other ones, and then they were like, yeah, Fidelia and Mathis, you played defensive line at Alabama. Come on over. Uh, that's in it. That's at FedEx Field. After that, Mercedes Benz, PJ may take a little road trip. See hey. Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. Okay. And the Why Pittsburgh not? Steelers. There we go. Taking on the Atlanta Falcons in Mercedes. By that Benz. point, it might be a home game for us. Uh, I can guarantee you there will be more Steelers fans in the crowd in Mercedes Benz than Falcons fans. Sad, but becoming the I new will, Jacksonville. I will absolutely guarantee that. When it comes to that. Uh, following that, <clears throat> hit the road to now Caesars. Superdome. Okay. No longer Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Caesars Superdome to take on the New Orleans Saints. It's one that's never going to change in our hearts. And PJ, here's how your season finishes. At Baltimore. Oh, God. Rough. Home against Arizona. Ugh. Home against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Yeah, that's that's bad. Like, that's bad. The Baltimore and, and Tampa Bay is bad. Arizona has a really good roster, but... By the end of the year, they're normally losing, they losing games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of their MO. They, they think, lose like think, five of the last six games You think Cliff Kingsbury is still the head coach by the time they get there? I think it depends on how this whole like Kyler Murray situation works out. But um, by the time they get to that to that game? Yeah. Week 17. Yes, like, yes but if the rumblings are, are happening. Like, Yes, uh, but love some he's probably going to get fired. We love some rumblings. At the end of the year. Yeah. And then, you, again, you finish up with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, who at that point probably playing for like seeding, like trying to lock up the one seed. 
Yeah, <laughs> or or they're just resting everybody. I mean, I think the only like already locked up. I think like the only Super Bowl contender you really avoid Casey and Green Bay. Yeah, like yeah, I know I everybody's mean, like hot bothered about the, the Broncos. List. I'm I'm not overly on that hype train yet. Right. Like I'm looking at one, <clears throat> two, call it three, four. Five, six Super Bowl contenders, right on your on your schedule. Yeah, I mean, do you see five wins in there? Especially out of man, that's really like maybe, maybe like, you get. You got to get Carolina twice. Maybe you get split one with Carolina. New Orleans, and there's there's three. That's the problem is I think you could split both those series. Like yeah, Falcons for a, whatever reason struggle. You play Carolina two two times in three weeks. There's yeah. a good possibility you That's could be really playing hard. That, two the different old, the old football saying it's really hard to beat the same team twice. Like you could be playing Sam Darnold the first time, and then like Cam Newton or uh, who's the PJ whatever PJ Walker PJ Walker the second yeah. time. Well, do you hear the news so, about the Panthers? If you want to get into some like really nice like kind of Game of Thrones NFC South stuff, yeah. So Sean <laughs> Sean Payton like. Absolutely devastates New Orleans. Their salary cap, right? Leaves them kind of like Jimbo Fisher style, like what he did to Florida State. Always, just he's like, all right, this kind of sucks. I'm out. (laughs) Uh, Going to Fox for a year, and uh, reports are out there as of yesterday uh, that some top Carolina brass are targeting him. Oh God, as their next head coach. Wow. So you know, take a year off, do the Urban Meyer thing, where you go do TV for a year, and then you come back. Maybe everyone's forgotten about me. And so, and like, think about like what Sean Payton would be coming back to is a pretty good core. Like, yeah, Carolina's secondary is filthy, right? Got a good offensive line, good defensive front, kind of okay receivers. I don't know what's going to happen with Christian McCaffrey, but an amazing quarterback draft next year, and probably not a great season. So, like, it's kind of looking like it's setting up for Matt Rule to go through next year, win like five, six games, get the can. And then Sean Payton gets to come in, pick his quarterback, and take over in Carolina. Yeah. So, I mean, I love Charlotte. <laughs> that's that's insane. Man, that, 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 that'd be wild. That'd be wild. That, that'd be rough for Matt Rule. Yeah. Like, that's that's a bummer. But um, then again, like, they got, like, 12 quarterbacks there. So, like, didn't they just draft? They, they have Matt Corral now, right? He's, like, their Carolina, yeah. It's It's insane. I, I don't think – I think we all think, like, Matt Corral's not, not that guy, though. Like, I think he's got a high ceiling. I think he has a very But also ceiling, a very low floor. That's not the situation I would have wanted him to go to. Like, you really hope Matt Corral gets drafted by, by a team, right, where, like, a really solid quarterback's in play. You sit behind him for two to three years. Your next contract is that contract that we get to see that high ceiling. He is in the weirdest – Quarterback room in in the National Football League right Okay. Room Room. in the National Football League right now with Sam Darnold and Cam Newton. Cam Newton's not there. He was last year. P.J. Walker and now him. It's just. Right now, their quarterback room is Davis Cheek. What? Is that? Elon's Elon's own. David Cheek, rookie. Matt Corral, rookie. Sam Darnold and PJ Walker. Yeah. Like that's not the situation I, I want my new quarterback to walk into, be like, 
Especially one with a very high ceiling, very low floor. And and be like, all right, man, let's let's see what we can progress you into, what we can build you into. You know what? I was mean. I shouldn't have said that about their wide receivers. They do have Robbie Anderson. <laughs> and DJ Moore. They, DJ yeah. Moore's good. How could we forget that they have yeah, they have they have Robbie Anderson. I like Robbie Anderson. I like him as a football player. Like, dude, you gotta you know you gotta check yourself sometimes. Like, dude. You shouldn't be out here like making demands and and saying you don't want certain players coming here. You're you're not Calvin Johnson. Why not? They do that in the NBA all the time. Like, man, yeah, yeah, sure, but the NBA is its own crazy just environment, man. It, the, the NBA is wild. We've said it. You've said huh. it many times before. The, the NBA is more popular for what goes on off the court and all the drama. It is a soap opera. Yeah, than the actual play itself. It is absolutely that. That's not what you want to concern yourself said, with. That being said, back to the original point, I find it hard to see more than four wins. Yeah, on that schedule for the Falcons, is that good enough <sighs> for a top three pick? Which is what I think you would need to grab one of the two. Grab one of them quarterbacks. Yeah, and worst case scenario, you get Will Anderson. I don't know. Will Anderson would still be nice, but yeah, no, I'm I. I don't know, but it's an interesting scenario. I think if you're an actual Falcons fan, you got you got to pull for your team. Hope something wild happens. You catch fire, catch lightning in a bottle. Two and fifteen, huh? Could they go two and fifteen? I think that's a very realistic thing. Yeah, yeah. like, and I think that would be and like good not for... like not like you're like God, this was ugly. It's like wow, they're like lost a lot of games by like ten. Well, that's the Falcon. Like that's kind of what's happened over the past like. Every year has been, you know, yeah, winning more games than you felt like you were supposed yeah. to, but then also the games you lose, if you look over the past four or five years, are all by they're no, by seven or ten points. They're, they're like the Nebraska Ooh, of NFL right There's now. some games where the Falcons got their tails whipped a little bit, so. Not sure. But, but I mean, even like. They, the, they lose some close games, but that's kind of NFL. We got to take a break. Yeah, we got to yeah, take yeah. a break. We're going to come back. We have some college football news to get to. Kirby Smart uh, has something to say about the SEC championship. And also, the SEC West is poised, I believe, to regain their crown as best division in college football. Now, I know a lot of y'all are yelling at me right now saying, what? They've always been the best. They were not the best last year, but they are poised to become the best again in 2022. I will tell you why next. This is Second Down on ESPN Radio. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Kirby Smart. Recently joined uh, WJOX over in Birmingham, and during his appearance, was asked about the SEC championship. What happened? Fifteen games, and only one of them did Georgia put up a stinker, and they got just got smoked by Alabama. That offense and the Georgia head coach responded by saying it was the first time we had really been tested. We had some guys who felt like they were out of shape and weren't ready to play, and we really focused on that, kind of referring to the bowl prep once it got announced that Georgia would be one of the members of the college football playoff. Uh, he would go on to say, we talked about the cold, hard truths, and the truths were we didn't play well in the red area. We turned the ball over, and we were really bad on third down. Those were things we felt we could control, so we focused on those things, and we knew we had to get better. We had to step up. That's an interesting comment there. This is the first time we had been tested because it kind of felt like that was the storyline the whole season for Georgia. As you kept trying to find that game 
this past year where you were like, okay, that's yeah, that's it. They're the team. But nobody really appeared on the schedule. You had teams like Kentucky and Tennessee in those games where you're like, those are pretty dang good teams. Those are going to be upper bowl teams. And Georgia handled them. But you never were like tested on both sides of the ball. And so I think going into the SEC championship and just getting smacked kind of makes sense. A little bit. Yeah. You know, at what point last year outside of that championship game was Stetson Bennett under pressure? Like Not like during a play, Actual but like where pressure. you felt like the game was on his shoulders. Because for the entire year, there's a reason I'm bringing this up, but for the entire year it was don't do anything stupid because worst case scenario, we punt, gain 50 yards, and the defense gets us the ball back. Yep. Yeah. So like outside of that SEC championship, I'm trying to think of a situation because really the only other close game Georgia played was Clemson, and he didn't play in that game. True. Nah, yeah. I mean, e- even even the game that started out kind of that way where there was a little bit of pressure, your defense got you out of it as, in, in the blink of an eye, and that was Georgia-Florida. Yeah. You know, so, no, they, there was... Yeah, there was, what, a 21-point run there at the end of the first half and for I think Georgia? That, yeah, and I think, like, from the outside looking in, it's it's one thing, right? Was that there was plenty of games that were hyped up. There were plenty of games that were ranked opponents. Oh yeah, Arkansas top ten matchup. So many game day in yeah. Athens for a noon kick. So many of them, right? And and in each one of them, there was a little bit of back and forth with Kentucky, a little bit. But even then, it was more like, all right, you're within arm's length. Yeah. And then it got a little bit closer, and then Georgia put them back at arm's length. Yeah, and right? like, so, that's what I'm saying is like the pressure. I don't feel was ever really there because Kentucky couldn't breathe. Right. They they had to fight at the end of the game to punch the first touchdown in. And like yep. that was the last seconds of the game. Yeah. So it's yeah. like every time you couldn't do anything on offense, yeah, neither could they. I'm talking about when you watch a team get the ball, score a touchdown, you punt, they get the ball back and score again. That's pressure. Yeah, you immediately yeah, yeah everything's just on your shoulders. You're like, Okay, sure. our side has to carry it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't happen until the SEC championship. Reason I bring that up is that's not going to be the case in twenty twenty two. True. Georgia's defense is going to be top three nationally because that's just become the standard under Kirby Smart. They're going to be top three scoring defense nationally, but there's going to be a game this year where that offense is going to have to carry them for a por- portion of the game. Now, looking at that schedule, it's not much harder than it was last year. Yep. It's really not, but there's there's going to be a game. I think Jacksonville might be one of them where that offense is going to have to carry them. Now, I did mention... Uh, in the last segment as well, I believe this is the year the SEC West regains their crown as top division in college football. And there's a lot of you out there saying, dude, it's already the top division in college football. It was not in 2021. That crown goes to the Big Ten East, which featured college football semifinal appearance from Michigan, also a team that would have been there if that game goes the other way in Ohio State. And then Michigan State, which had an unbelievable season as well. They're only two losses, right? Or two Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and that's 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 part of the craziness now, of, did they of get living in that division. Smoked by S- Ohio State? Slaughtered. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like they always do. Did they take Michigan out of the wire and they play that game ten times and they maybe win four of them? Yeah. That yep. game was like one play away. That was one of the best games of the season last year, so... Michigan State was really good. Michigan was really good. Ohio State 
is maybe the best team in the country going in the next year. Yep. So they had the crown, in my opinion, for best division in college football last year. But the reason why I'm going to go ahead and say going into this year, the bloodbath division in college football is going to be the SEC West. Number one. It kind of shifts back and forth. Like, yeah. Yeah. And th- listen, SEC East is Georgia and everybody else. Tennessee might have something to say, but it is not comparable, I think, to what's happened in the SEC West. Agreed. Texas A&M, I think, is a lot of people's top contender. I still think they're a year away. You have all those big-time defensive line recruits. Freshman defensive linemen at SEC typically don't do great. Right. Right, so they're going to need a year to develop. That body built up a little bit more. This is from ESPN.com, and this is uh, the teams that gain the most from the transfer portal. Alabama, number one team in that ranking. They gained over 5,000 career snaps. Uh, and they gained basically like war, right? 0.95, which we, we don't have to worry about the numbers there. Just understand they got Eli Ricks from LSU, who's one of the best corners in the country. Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech, who's one of the best threats uh, in the company. And they got Jermaine Burton, which was Georgia's best wide receiver, right? So Alabama's going to Alabama, right? Ole Miss goes into the portal. They're losing, uh, they're losing Matt Corral to the NFL. Go grab Jackson Dart. Yep. From USC, former five-star quarterback. Go grab Zach Evans, who was a guy who many people thought was going to go to Georgia for a long time. Some stuff happened with him there in his personal life. Ends up going to TCU, averaged 7.3 yards per carry, <laughs> and about five yards after contact. He transfers in to Ole Miss. They also got uh, Ulysses Bentley, which is this the best name for a running back ever. That's really Ulysses solid. Bentley. Yeah, that's amazing. Out of SMU. And so that's their two running backs. They got a... Uh, Oklahoma State's best corner. Oh, excuse me. I'm now confusing LSU uh, and them. No, they got Louisiana's best corner. LSU is the third-ranked team in this. They hop into the transfer portal. They get Oklahoma State's best corner, and they actually got two of the best corners in college football. They got Tremont Short, who is the best uh, transfer out of the FCS from East Tennessee State, 6'4", 326-pound offensive lineman who can help out the Tigers there as well. So it's just the top three teams in terms of transfer portal help gained from the transfer portal. All of these teams are ranked above USC. Mm-hmm. Who went and got Caleb Williams, who a lot of people think can win the Heisman this year. Right? Those three teams are ranked above USC in terms of talent gained in the transfer portal. Ole Miss might be the fifth best team <laughs> in that division. Like We didn't mention Arkansas in there. Yeah. Yeah, insanely true. And they got all their weapons back Auburn except for might, Burks. Auburn might but, be the worst team in that division. Yeah, which is and Auburn ain't gonna be to bad. They're no. not gonna be great, but they're not gonna be bad. No, got their quarterback coming back. Everything. Auburn does not have a quarterback coming back. No, no, not Auburn. My, my fault. I thought you said. I thought you were still on Arkansas. Oh yeah, KJ Jefferson is back. Yeah, for Arkansas. Yeah, Auburn's got a whole kind of quarterback mess battle <laughs> on their hand. Yeah. They're going to be interesting to watch, to say the very least. To say the least. But I think the crown for best division in college football goes back to SEC West this year. That's one of my bold, uh, not like semi-bold, not really bold predictions. I could see that. You, you start with Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. You already got a pretty good division. It's not really reaching out on a limb to say that they're going to be the best division in college football. It's true. SEC West can, or SEC East can be tough. I think Georgia should handle their business. Yeah. SEC is going to be tough. Tennessee is going to be good now. For, for a few weeks. Tennessee is going to be good. I think Tennessee could be a 9 10 win team. 
Yeah. But in like the weekend, week out grind fest, the SEC East ain't comparable. Truth. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, get you ready for three and out next right here on ESPN Radio. Three and out coming up next right here on ESPN Radio. Immediately following them, of course, hosted by Kevin Thomas and Mr. Ben Troop. We have Braves baseball coming your way right here on ESPN Radio. And that's a big deal. You know why? Because the TV schedule is all kind of weird this weekend. <laughs> you got Apple TV. You got oh, Peacock. No. Oh, God. What's a Peacock? What in the world? Another streaming service. You got all this stuff to worry about. You know where you don't have to worry about it? Right here. Don't worry about streaming. Take a step back in time. Take your FM, AM radio out with you on the on the porch. There you go. Just listen to the Braves. Listen to them. You can't find that weird streaming service that's going to make you pay an extra four ninety nine. Don't do that. To do that? No. No. Bleep that. You know what's free? The airwaves. There you go. Right into your ears. So listen to Braves baseball here all weekend long starting tonight. We will see everyone on Monday.